Welcome to Redefining Revolutions. I'm your host, Cynthia Lewis, as we enter a realm where women from across the globe, across boundaries and identities are interviewed. Here we relish in asking better questions to get more fruitful, progressive answers. Through these answers, we begin to grow the seeds of truly revolutionary action. So revolutionaries across the globe, please welcome my dear friend, Brenna Team. Brenna, are you there? Yes. Hi, Cynthia. Thank you for having me. Hello. Of course, of course. So Brenna, Brenna says this about herself. She says, I'm a trainer, an author, a speaker, a coach. And she's actually from Vienna, Austria. And that's, and that's where she's plugging in from today. She says, I call myself a vision maker, which is also uh, the name of her company. And she helps people find out their vision and calling. And she supports them to accomplish then their goals and sustain those long-term successes on a personal and on a business level. She says she studied law and economics in Vienna. She even has a PhD in law, and she worked many years in leading management positions before she decided to become an entrepreneur. And folks, we'll talk to Verena about that transition. But she says, due to a physical circumstance, uh, about five years ago, she was forced to really change her life in its entirety. She got really sick. She said, I lost my job and I didn't see any purpose in my life. First, I had to get healthy again, and I had to change my nutrition, lose 40 pounds, and really develop a new mindset. And she said, after she got that mindset, she decided to really become a self-employed uh, self person, but her first two companies failed before she finally took part in a program with Jack Canfield to become a transformational trainer. So this was the beginning of a new life as a coach, trainer, author, and speaker. Before that, she had not written anything for 15 years. Um, and she didn't speak in front of people. She had not trained others. Um, so on this journey, she really discovered her personal calling. She did a lot of personal work for herself. What she does is she brings the rational and the spiritual side together, and she helps coach people to achieve a stillness within a love and a peace within their lives. Um, and she does this, um, and one of the things that she offers, she offers workshops for that, for that kind of communication, for bringing, for bringing those two pieces together. She, brings, uh, she puts workshops together for communication and meditation. She does talks. She has um, some really, really awesome online trainings as well as a weekly video blog with tips covering all of those topics that we just discussed, and I'm sure all the topics that we'll be discussing in just a few moments. Um, she really combines the mental, emotional, spiritual, and energetic techniques all in one. She says, in general, I empower people to live their vision of their life now and to bring out their inner light to make the world a brighter place. Brenna, I am so grateful that we had the opportunity to meet in person at um, Experts Academy, at Brendan Burchard's Experts Academy. Um, the moment I met you, I, I just felt that you were such a, such a big light in the world, and you were just so excited to be helping, to be serving people um, and helping them change their lives. So I'm super, super deeply grateful that um, you agreed to be a, a, a guest on my show, and, to, um, to, and I'm grateful that we have a friendship now. 
Oh, thank you so much, Cynthia. So the, the sympathy was on, on both sides, I think. So, uh, you know, always the, the law of attraction works, fortunately. Yes, yes, yes absolutely. So, um, Renai, really, I mean, I loved your bio and I want to dive deep into it. Um, the good, the bad, and the, sort of the, all the gray that's in between. So I, um, it's funny, I, you know, I, did, I didn't know that you had your PhD in law. You know, I went to law school as well. Um, and, uh, oh. yeah, and I, and I um, quickly stopped doing that. Oh. <laughs> uh, <and> so, <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> yeah, right? And so I, but I really kind of want to go back. Um, I, I love getting to know the story before the story today. And um, I know you have an incredible one. So you gave us a little bit of a taste. But tell us, I mean, tell me a little bit about what you were doing prior to everything that you were doing now. Um, actually, I would say my story started as a teenager where I found my passion already for writing. You know, when I was 14, I kind of discovered I love writing. I wrote poems, um, articles. And when I came to school, uh, my first question was, where is here the school's newspaper? I want to join. Rip. And yeah, you and I are soulmates. I was in newspaper too. Really? Oh, and I wrote poetry and I wrote, that was my thing. I wrote, okay, you and I are so, oh. go on. <laughs> now we know why we're meeting. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. And, um, you know, when I was younger, I was really like, ah, everything is possible. I can do what I love. I'm a really creative person. I didn't even love to write. I, I love to paint and do music, do creative things. And I thought, okay, when there is no school's newspaper, uh, why can't I found one by myself? And I um, uh, asked the head of the school and they said, okay. He said, yes. Uh, and so I did. And I, I built up my team. We founded the newspaper. I did some seminars, how to do it. I mean, you know, I'm a little bit older. That was back in the 90s. So there was not really computer and all these things we have today. So it was pretty hard to get all this out and and to get the material, so everything was handwritten. We had only one computer in the whole school building. <laughs> it was 1994. <laughs> and um, yes, and I found out my passion and I loved it when the people read it or I had the feeling that I can change uh, things, that uh, we can do something about do things it. that we don't like and or what we think is good. and. You just have uh, the possibilities to change and mm -hmm. not just be there and, and wait until something is going to happen. And yeah, it's um, one thing um, came up after the other. Then I organized clubbings and a lot of things followed. So I, I did a lot of creative um, things um, according to the, the newspaper. But then, you know, with 18, I, I left school and... I needed to decide what to do and I got already some advice in advance because I wanted to be a journalist and I, in my head was the idea that it's not possible for me to love, uh, to do what I love or to, to, to live my dream and um, I'm not good enough that I'm, I'm a little girl from the countryside, you know, I don't have anything to do with broadcasting or newspapers. I've never mm. written anything. And some people told me, uh, better not study something 
um, in re uh, according to journalism, better start something with a real good foundation like law or economics. Mm. And unfortunately, I followed this advice. <laughs> And this was finally something really uncreative and it was uh, exhausting for me to do it because normally I'm, I'm, a, I'm somebody who learns easily and uh, I love to do creative things. But suddenly yeah. I was in a world where I didn't belong to, but I still had this uh, belief in my head that said, okay, work hasn't, isn't, to be, isn't supposed to be fun. It has to be exhausting. It, mm. It's not supposed to be easy. You shouldn't be creative at work, you know? <laughs> it's, right, that's, that's a free thing. That's free time. So yeah. mm. better get used to the serious world. And now, um, you know, next belief in my head, what you've uh, started, you have to end. You have to finish it. Ah, and, quite. Yeah. Then, then you'd be quitting. Yeah, right. So um, I would uh, give up. Um, I, you know, and I couldn't kind of lose m my own, how you say, my um, pride or ah, okay. I, I was a really successful person. Like I was used to succeed in everything I do. I wasn't used to fail. Mm. And I didn't uh, dare to say to myself, okay, that's what, what not, what was not what I wanted. And the other thing I just didn't allow myself to dream big enough, you know, like to tell myself, of course it's possible that you can earn money in a creative job. Of course it's possible that you uh, are good in writing, that you can improve writing, that you can make a living from what you uh, love to do. Mm. But um, I also didn't have um, people who kind of were role models or that they supported me or said now that there, there are these possibilities because just nobody knew or I didn't know anybody where who I could ask and so I was just following um, belief um, yeah it just I don't know it developed from my I guess from my childhood you know from the things you saw there are all the things you you just don't know why why it is happening and it's not to blame anybody on this but it's just yeah, how it is. and Sure. Well, you know so, what, Brenna, the, the myth or the story that you're telling is, ironically enough, right, we like to think, um, you know, I often thought that it was mainly in the United States, right, like uh, that, you know, people fall into this trap of, you know, work for work's sake and work's not supposed to be and you're, you know, you're not supposed to, you know, I, I thought that was very much reserved for us, but over the span of the last year and interviewing women literally all over the world, that is more and more of a common culture, unfortunately, where, you know, we, you started off, so, you know, okay. did I lose you? Are you back? Yeah, yeah I'm back. I'm back. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. <laughs> you just kind of exit and you come back. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you're fine. But, you, you know, this culture where, we're told, yeah, you know, you, you could work on a newspaper and you can, I mean, you, you know, you can influence people when you're little and have a good time with it, but then you got to grow up, right? Mm, but you yeah. got to be an, you got to be an adult and, a, and yeah. an adult has a very specific definition to it and it includes misery for some reason. Yeah. It's strange, isn't it? <laughs> you know, and I just, I just, so, 
So tell me a little bit about what was your tipping point? What was your tipping point that led you to do the work that you, like, at what point, um, Brenna, when, you know, you're, you know, you, you're, mm. you're, you're in the law, you're in the world of law, sort of this world that never really seemed to fit for you, and you're exhausted, and you're just working to work, and that dreaming, that creativity sort of, I mean, and can, can I say something too to that? When you do that all day and you come home, there's not really a lot of yeah. room left for anything else. Yeah, yeah, totally. So it it was exactly like this. And I, I when I look back, I would just say uh, there were 10 years where I lived in a kind of a fog or mm. it was just not real, like just a shadow of myself. Mm. And I kind of uh, accepted, so, oh, wow, that's obviously the life after you've studied law and you're doing a job like this. I mean, come on, you have everything. You shouldn't complain about that. And I, I just, just I justified it and, and told to myself that it's a fine life and it's normal. So I just should accept it. <laughs> right, right. Because you're making money and you're, yeah. you have food on the table and you've got a roof over your head. And yeah. Like, and everybody, and right though, the worst thing is, well, everybody else is doing right. Everybody else is miserable. What makes me better? Yeah. So, and, and like, okay, and this voice telling you, uh, this voice this, this, that you hear within you, this is just a kind of vision, you know, it's, that's not true, that there is something else meant for you in this life. I mean, come on, who are you? Yeah. I was like, who are you to have a bigger vision than that? You've, in the eye of others, you've reached already everything. You're mm -hmm. so successful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but for myself, I felt like the total loser because I didn't do anything of that what I, I've dreamed for myself. Mm. And the bad thing was that I really accepted it. You know, I, I believed my own thoughts. And, yeah. and as I, I believed them and my soul, I didn't listen to my voice, my soul, so it, it has no other chance to show me and to, to kind of show me in a really bad breakdown. And that, yeah, that the tool of that was my body. So, okay. So that was, that was your sort of your major tipping point, which was your, yeah, your body. Because, so what happened? So I, I got really sick. I mean, I, I was already kind of depressed, I would say, because I didn't see any sense anymore. I was eating a lot, you know, compensating and eating the wrong things. And finally, I got uh, a disease that really um, weakened my Im immune system. Mm -hmm. And um, I had to stay at home for months from work. Then um, when I got a little stronger, I even lost my job. So I got fired. And that was also, you can imagine me as a successful person <laughs> getting fired. That's not really nice. So, <laughs> Right, right, right. And... Yeah, and then I said, okay, I think that's a sign. Now I can't go back anymore. I always wanted to be self-employed, but I didn't dare to do the step because I always thought I, I, I'm just, I've just studied law. I, I can't do anything else. I don't have an idea. I don't know how to do it. And all this self-doubt um, mm -hmm. prevented me from doing the step in the step, uh, to self-employment. And then I just um, needed one year to get healthy again. So um, there wasn't really 
time, you know, in the first beginning to, to think about an idea of being self-employed because I was just uh, busy with to, 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 to bring my body and my health back in shape. So I needed to learn a lot about nutrition, movement, uh, um, also mindset. So I, I did a lot of work on myself, but still it was just the beginning of everything. And... And then the next step came that I founded a company with a friend because I, I always said I kind of adopted an idea. I didn't have my own and I thought, oh, somebody else has one. So I'll just join them and that's the solution. Mm. It's not the solution to find your own purpose in somebody else's idea. Mm, yes, and that's a very important point. Yeah. And in the end, I got the kind of um, sign again because I lost a lot of money. And in the end, I was there and said, okay, I saved all this money. Um, when I will become self-employed, then I can invest it and live on it. But then I did a wrong decision and I lost all my money. So this idea that I need money to be self-employed wasn't true as well. Mm. And then... Um, I, I would say I got really humble, you know, like when you're totally <laughs> on, on the floor, lost all your money, uh, desperate. And then I said, okay, so what now? So, Brenna, let me stop you here for a second. Can you tell us a little bit about where your mindset was? Like, walk us through your mindset, before, like when you invested in this company and like why that was maybe a, a more dangerous mindset to invest your, what you like your self-worth and somebody else's like sort of ideas or and things yeah. like and where, where your mindset was, obviously mm. guess where it was when sort of everything kind of fell apart. So I would say that I was not aware of my own worth. Like you said, um, I didn't believe in myself that I could do it on my own. I, I thought I would need a partner, somebody who actually takes over responsibility or somebody who knows the right way because I don't know the right way. Of course, I don't have the good ideas. I can't do it on my own. Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. What is, if something fails, then I am alone. Mm -hmm. But in the end, everything got true because something failed and I felt alone. You know, I had the responsibility. Um, and I had to do all the work. <laughs> so, um, and then I think it was the most uh, brightening moment for me because I found out, okay, actually I don't need a partner. I mean, not like this. I need mm. somebody to rely on, supportive, to exchange thoughts, ideas, but not um, that I'm kind of delegating, investing, but in the end, carrying the responsibility anyways. And then I thought, okay, um, I, I felt used, but then I found out, okay, why did, I, why did I let myself get used by somebody else's purpose? Because mm. I didn't know my self-worth at, the, at this time, at this time, uh, point. And... And then you, in the end, okay, I, that won't happen again because um, now I know what I can do and I don't need anybody else because, like, you are alone. Of course, you, you need partners and, and support mm -hmm. and whatever, but 
um, I have my own ideas. I don't need somebody else to tell me what my vision is, my mission, my purpose. You can't delegate that. And that was, I think, this, this, uh, this was crucial for me to find out. Mm. And yeah, it's like I, I just delegated responsibility. I delegated my purpose. And I hoped that I would find fulfillment just in being self-employed. But at this time, I just didn't know that it's not about being self-employed, but to, to, to get still, to listen to your inner voice, to your purpose, to your mission, to your message. And nobody can help you to bring this out. And even if there are people saying, yeah, you're crazy, you're stupid. What is she doing now again? Mm -hmm. you know, like, people know me that I'm a creative person and doing all the time kind of crazy things and trying new things out. But yeah, just to get cool with that, that other people say, mm -hmm. okay, what now again? But in the end, they always like it. You know? Right. They're always and, watching, right? You're, you're obviously watching if you know what I'm doing. Yeah. And just to get over it and to say, okay, that's my mission. And, uh, what I also found out is if you're adopting ideas from other people, there will come the point when you lose um, endurance, when you lose power, when you lose joy, when you don't want to sustain. So when it's getting hard, you're not willing to take the steps needed. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not willing to pass the dark um, um, valleys, so to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, I mean, I, I do it now, my job since three years. And of course, it hasn't been easy all the time, not at all. But for me, there is not even an option to say, um, I will ever stop doing this again. You know? So talk, to us, talk to us a little bit about, about the core of your business. You know, you, you yourself are a vision maker and you've come to a point where it's as you said, right? You know, no matter how dark the valleys get, no matter, you know, the obstacles, this is my purpose. I've, you know, I've, I've been through, I've been humbled and I continue. I mean, I, for me as an entrepreneur, I continue to be humbled on a daily basis, but you know, what is the core of your business? Um, you know, you say that it's to bridge the rational with the spiritual. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yes, I, actually, it's it's so easy <laughs> what I do, <laughs> and on the other end, it's so complicated uh, because I I always uh, advise my coaches and the people I work with just uh, just think think less, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, okay, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> relax your mind uh, and get to know or, or get aware of your thoughts and that you are not the same or yet that you don't need to identify with your thoughts that you are able to move in um, a position of the of the witness of the observer of your thoughts and that's that's just the key i mean it's if i would break it down to one sentence i would say mm. just don't think that much. Uh, stay total here and now with your thoughts, with your feelings, with your sensations. 
then uh, you don't need to suffer, you don't need to worry, you don't need to fear the future, and you don't be overwhelmed by any emotions, um, expectations, judgments, comparison, all the things that cause the suffering in the end for all of us. And How do we um, get to that place? How do we, you know, you know, I hear you say this to me right now, and I think, well, it's easy for you to yeah. It's so like, that's what I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I meant. That's the easy thing. But of course, if it would be that easy, <laughs> everybody would do it, of course. And here comes the complicated part. <laughs> we are just so dominated by our minds and um, nobody tells us that it's possible that our mind is uh, in one way the, the, the sharpest weapon we have, mm. but it's actually also, if we don't know how to use it, it's really dangerous mm. when we um, believing all the thoughts we are having, when we don't learn how to uh, get in this other perspective, how to control it in a way, or on the other side, not even control, just let go. Mm -hmm. And what I do, I just help people to get a little bit out of their own way. Means getting out of their own mind, mm -hmm. uh, letting go and getting more, um, I would say that the entrance to their own real uh, soul or to their inner wisdom, to all the things that are already there. But mostly covered through all these beliefs we are thinking our mind like i told you i'm not good enough i can't do it alone mm -hmm. it's not it's not okay to do a job that's uh, fun um that's everything that our mind tells us and we believe it and when we believe it we just have these emotions appearing in us fear anger um frustration Brenna? Oh, Brenna, I lost you. We can't hear you, Brenna. Okay. Yep. I'm back again. Okay. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> That's okay. You were talking about fear, frustration. Yeah. And in the end, um, this is, this, this emotions are also manifest in a physical way in the end you know you're feeling heart pain yes um, your shoulder pain uh, when you fear you're, you're pulling pulling together your shoulders or you can fear it in the um, you can feel it in your in your body and that's why I think it's the key and it's so important and how I teach it people is um, just through medi <coughs> meditation and other techniques also um, it's not, I mean, meditation is the, a really great um, start and entry point to get there. Mm. But for some people, it's just so hard, you know, they just can't imagine. They're so uh, into their mind. They haven't ever thought of questioning the beliefs they're thinking. Mm. If you tell this somebody who's never thought about it, this just um, flips their worldview. So... It's like, okay, I'm dominated by my mind, so how can somebody come here and tell me um, 
I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I don't have to think what I'm thinking. So that's why it's important for some people to bring them into their feelings, connection back with themselves. You know, a lot of people just don't feel themselves. They don't feel their intuition, their inner wisdom, um, mm. their inner child, or uh, it's also good an entry point to um, uh, um, why are the body like two movements, you know, when you're running, when you're exhausting your body, that's also kind of meditation. That's where you give your body or your mind the possibility to get still. Or, for example, when you just say by meditation, uh, concentrate just on breathing in and breathing out, you're concentrating on simple things. And that gives the mind the possibility to relax. And everything that gives the mind the possibility to relax, to calm down, to let go, relaxes the body. And in the end, brings you closer to your inner self, to your true self. Mm. Beautiful. That's beautiful. And, and, and I know that, you know, for people listening right now, that, that may seem some of like a, something that's very distant to them, that they may not be able to reach. Um, what's one piece of sort of advice that someone could just apply right now? To everything mm -hmm. that you said, you know, anybody that's listening and they're saying, Brenna, like, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried, or, you know, they're mm -hmm. actually wanting to, you know, they're listening right now and, and they're, and they're wanting to do what you're saying. What's one, one quick thing right now that they can really mm -hmm. apply as we speak? Um, I would say just really to start a regular meditation practice, it's a, uh, the best and easiest way and it, it's just really easy you can uh, start two five ten minutes each morning uh, sit down in a quiet place close your eyes breathe in breathe out through the nose that's it and with every breathing out you imagine you um, you get rid of one of your thoughts and uh, feel the free freeness like you can you can get rid of all what you're thinking and you, you release it and can breathe it out. And if you repeat this every day for 10 minutes, um, that's already the beginning for getting quiet, uh, calm, to hear the stillness within yourself. And then you just open the doorways to your, to your real uh, wisdom and intuition. Well, and I, I love that because you said it was like, two five or ten minutes so if anybody's listening right now meditation has it just has so many stories around it about how it should be done and what should be done and you know it Brenna saying two minutes even, right it's it's the beginning it's two minutes it is better than nothing and yeah. when you start once, I, I remember Jack Canfield um, uh, told me or told us uh, during the training because I, I learned it from him. He, he introduced it to me and I also couldn't do it in the beginning. I said, oh, why? Mm. I'm here to get a, become a trainer. And now he tells me I should meditate. That's crazy. <laughs> That's why I'm coming to US, you know, all the way from Europe that somebody tells me I should meditate. And what he said, if you think you don't have time to do it, ask yourself, can you do it for one minute? And that's, 
that's what I also say my my people in my workshops that just can you do it for one minute and when you do it once you sit down then you can do it one two maybe next time five or ten the point is get started do the one minute do the two right. minutes right. and if you like it if you see the positive outcomes and you can see them really really fast if you do this continuously then you won't care doing it 10 minutes because you know if i do this 10 minute minutes that saves me a lot of bad uh, negative emotions anger um, resentment judgments expectations disappointment throughout the day so mm -hmm. what uh, what is it that this 10 minutes can save me for the rest of the day for the rest of the day correct yeah absolutely and uh you know i heard something similar I, I forget who said it but they said if you don't have five minutes in the day to meditate or to, to just be still then you need it more than anybody else and you, need <laughs> yeah. it, you need that that five minutes and it's just not true it's just not true we you know we tell ourselves we're just so busy so this so that you're right you're busy being distracted you're yeah. being distracted and um and also too i just wanted to point out for anybody who's listening right now and you've tried meditation and like the the the, med the meditation that brenda is talking about then and it's not working you know uh, go and seek out something that does provide that calmness that peace that just that weirdness mm. um i know for myself um meditation of that nature doesn't always resonate with me my, mm -hmm. my meditation is to sit in the morning and to write you know mm -hmm. having a flow just a state mm -hmm. of heart to sit and write and just that calms me that's my form of meditation mm -hmm. everything out i turn off my phone i turn off the laptop i won't you know nothing else can bother me except for to write so i encourage anybody who's listening to explore your options of meditation maybe it's to go for a walk every morning yeah not, not yeah. to have you know, maybe you have your headphones on and you have maybe like a um, sort of a chime, you know, going. Or maybe it's you don't bring anything with you. You just go for a walk, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, yeah. 5 minutes around the block, whatever it may be. Yeah, perfect. So it's, it's, uh, there is no true answer. Do you, that the point is you have to find it for yourself. And like I said, some people have it more, they uh, feel it more when they do it with the body um, but especially people who are who tend to be a lot in the in the mind, mm. um, mostly for them, it's better to start something with moving, because right. then uh, like dancing or running or something that it is exhausting, just where you don't have time to think that much. Mm. Mm. So it's, it's a good idea, and also writing, like you said, uh, it's it's a really uh, great idea how to. Uh, kind of empty free your mind without judging your thoughts you just uh, I guess you're just writing down what comes into your mind right correct correct yeah so Verna um, you know you talk about you know really having people you know you empower people to live their vision of their life and to really bring their inner light out what you know what does that mean to you when you when you when we talk about light when we have when we you know we say that because i know there was a lot of i felt and you know people some people listen oh that's just sort of like 
very esoteric and you know blah blah the light <laughs> but for me that's I mean that's a very real thing like when I met you there was a lot of light that came from you I felt it I you know what does that mean to you when you when you when you talk to entrepreneurs or excuse me when you talk to your clients who may be very you know I don't want I don't mm -hmm. like left brain right brain but just they don't they don't they're not resonant mm -hmm. How yeah, you, I know. How, how, to how to translate this esoteric uh, phrase yes. <laughs> for the rational people? Yeah. Actually, that, that's my main job, what I do normally, because I, I have these both sides uh, within myself, so I know exactly what you mean. But um, I also saw in the beginning, it's weird when I say it like this, but that was when I decided to be true to myself because I always say it, it comes so out so naturally when I say I want to bring out the light in other people to help them to, to find it for themselves. Yes. Um, and what I mean with it, it's just, you know, to uh, find the, um, the root of your own joy, your, uh, like being uh, when you were as a child, you know, sitting somewhere playing and just being in the moment enjoying what you do not thinking about yesterday or tomorrow just playing with the tools you have at the moment mm. and we're just missing it uh, and and we think okay it's only work but we don't schedule or think uh joy and and being uh, in a flow you know being creative feeling this just natural state of um of a human being this uh yeah i think it's the essence of of a human being to live joy every day but also to be aware that it's your own um task to um how to say you are responsible for your own joy for your own happiness and you should know what makes you happy because We're working, of course, a lot. We have to fulfill um, everyday tasks. But still, uh, I can't blame my boss, my partner, my children, the world that I'm unhappy. Right. I have to take responsibility for myself and to say, okay, I know what makes you me happy. And if I want to have joy in my life, I'm the one who uh, needs to care, take care of it. Mm. Not to tell my partner, he has to make me happy, the boss, the children, uh, the friends, whoever. And if you find out for yourself your inner light, you are shining bright. And if you are shining bright, that's also the only way and option maybe to enlighten other people with your light. Because I can say... Um, I tell you how the, the light thing works, you know, but I'm so, I'm so stressed and I'm really under pressure and I don't like what I do. I just do it because I think that's a cool trend at the moment and uh, they're all talking about it. So you won't believe me. So what I try in my job or in my calling is to be the best light for myself, to shine as bright as possible that the right people will uh, find me and oh. they get also a glimpse from this light. And the only way people will adopt your own way of living or the things where you think if this is a good tool, how you can improve your life, then they will copy it. 
if I mm. tell other people, that's the way everybody should be a light. That's the way how to be a light. Nobody will do it. Just right. be a light. Right. Well, you, um, it's leading by example. Yeah, right. So, Rena, talk to us a little bit about some of the, some of the most important tools and resources that you really used um, you know, to help you transition, you know, into fully creating and serving to your calling, but also the tools and resources that you use today to really continue to grow into your mastery. Mm. Mm, first of all, I still take care of my body, my health, my nutrition. That means I'm doing every day a yoga session in the morning, uh, meditation every day, uh, having a healthy breakfast and starting the day with an intention what, uh, to remind myself what is my mission, what is my calling. Because, of course, I also have bad days. And sometimes in all this uh, stressy world, you forget your uh, path or you, you know, you're just under, uh, you have so much other things going on. And I have a lot of reminders in my apartment where I see it visually. That's my goal. Uh, there I'm heading to. That's why I'm doing it. I want to help. You're back? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I want people to help uh, to become more conscious. Mm. And how, uh, what helped me, I mean, is a certain kind of, uh, uh, as a kind of eating, how I eat, mm. uh, what I, I do the things that uh, hires my own frequency, I call it, you know, like. Right. Uh, Drinking uh, a lot, eat, try not to eat uh, much sugar, uh, no alcohol, no cigarettes, then also surrounding myself with positive people. Mm. And I also work a lot with energetic tools. So, for example, stones or uh, scents mm, mm, or mm. techniques to clean your chakras. Uh, one of my secret weapons is <laughs> hugging. <laughs> ah. And you know, um, Austria is not like the US, or at least I know a lot from the US that a lot of people are more used to the hugging. But in, in Austria, especially in Vienna, you greet each other with a kiss kiss on both sides. So it's not the hard, hardly hug. Uh -huh. But it, it's so needed and I, I do it in all my meditation groups and even in talks and workshops and people love it. That is a secret weapon. I love that. <laughs> it's fantastic. No, it's true. It's that human connection. It's that warmth, that, you know, um, that intimacy that's like it, that we can have in a safe space without, um, you know, I think it, it is. It's, it's an intimate place and people feel vulnerable. So if we can do yeah. something like that on a daily basis, that can be healing in and of itself. I love, I love your, your tools and resources, Brenna. I mean, I mean, and they're not, here's why I love them. Every single person that's listening right now can do them. I mean, yeah. pointed to a daily success routine. 
right? Like yeah. you, you're, you're meeting your basic needs and that's just so important because we forget that. We think that it has to be this grand secret, you know, um, routine and it, they're just, it, people, it, it, people have an idea of complication in their head about what it means wow. to have a successful value-based day and it's what you said it starts with you I mean it's just get your basic needs down get your body fed in all the right ways mentally physically spiritually get it fed all in the right, right. and everything else come you know will come together but if those basic needs it's like um it's like when you don't eat of course you're you're angry and you're and you're kind of grumpy it's because your basic needs are being met so I can't have a conversation with you. I can't ask you to be creative. I can't ask you to, to give from an empty well. And when you do, it's often not at 100%, right? That person. Yeah. Totally. And, and uh, one more thing I can add if you want me to. Please, please. It's, uh, it's karma or I, I, karmic principles. And here, especially, also an easy thing. Uh, appreciation you know just if you like something just say it out loud to somebody and mm. um, i always say karma means everything you want in your life you have to give it first and then the other side it just comes back to you you just don't know where it comes from or when and how often but it will and you really can change people's lives through all these three little things meditation karma and hugging and it's so easy but yeah. still it's so profound i think meditation karma and hugging i love that and i do i i i believe that too Renan. i'm just so grateful that you said that right if you it, it's uh, if you see something and it's beautiful say something you know or if, if you if you like how someone did something or if they're wearing a beautiful shirt or if they have a great energy or You know, whatever it may be, I think more often than not, we keep those things to ourselves. And I think that's across the board. I think that's all over the world. I don't think that that's exclusive, you know, maybe maybe hugging, you know, or whatever. But um, uh, saying something, you know, and I and I have a I'm grateful that I have that habit just by virtue of I never, especially with women, you know, for women and other Mm -hmm. women, like you know, show each other love, tell each other that they look great, or you know, that they're doing a good job or they have a great energy or they just, you know, whatever it may be because you don't yeah. know that, that one thing may give them permission to fully step into themselves. Mm. To fully maybe, or even for the day, maybe just shut that voice out, right? Just yeah. because you said something, that, that voice, they can just tell, tell it to shut up for that day. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> tell me, um, you know, a question I always ask is, what's the hardest part about what you do today? The hardest part is uh, still to to be in self and and solopreneur or entrepreneur of my own most of the time. I mean, I have partners, I have sparing partners, uh, colleagues, but a lot of time I do for myself preparing all the things at the background uh, in the background for uh, Mm. administration, marketing, videos and uh, to to get my message out to more people to help people the most so um there i i'm always um 
I have to remind myself why I'm doing it and also have to remind myself on how to bring joy in my life every day you know so i'm i know you know my 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 limiting belief was everything i do needs to be hard so work can't be fun and sometimes you know this belief pops up by time by time and so I'm, i just take it now with a different view of course and i'm aware of it but it's not that it's uh, you, you make a snip and it's gone forever. So if you have this, this, this beliefs within and they're so deep, they, they show up yeah, once in a while. And uh, I have to remind myself and uh, always so to, to uh, remind myself always to look on the bigger picture on my big vision and um, how I can help people and the best thing to remind myself is when I know I, I, I get something out, I throw something to the world, my message, and then uh, a little bit feedback comes back, you know, what you said changed my life or this uh, helped me to improve on this topic or this improved my relationship or mm. all these little uh, things you get back. When I get it, I know I'm on the right track and I can yeah. motivate myself. But Still, you know, especially in the first years, I mean, I started totally new from the scratch. I didn't know anything about this branch and I found out all by myself. So to sustain your doing your thing on the way sometimes can be really, really hard. <laughs> yeah, no, I that's I, I'm grateful for your honesty, you know, because I think that people may you know, people see your videos and they see you look fantastic and you're clean cut and everything's edited out and, you know, it, and they just don't see all the incredible work that has to go into it. Um, and I always say, um, don't look at the person as they are, but try to see the journey that they've taken to, 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 to mm. get where they are now because it's so easy. It's so easy to just be like, oh, well, Rena has, all, Rena has her shit together. You know, what, <laughs> you know and, and you and it's not to say that you don't but it's to it's not to make a perfect a perfect vision out of it I think that that's what we end up doing all the time it's like mm -hmm. oh and she's got it all together and um, she doesn't think about all these things that I think about which are you know still legitimate vulnerable fears and that's just not true so what's what's the best part about what you do if that's the hardest what's the best part about what you do um, what I really love is when, when I see the results, when I see the progress of people I work with, when they are growing, when they're overcoming their fears, their limiting beliefs, when they're opening up, when they are uh, bringing up the light, you know, I can, I can feel it. I can see it. And they, they still stay in my company so they they don't leave you know when we're just kind of uh, ready with the training or coaching mm. Mm. and and that's so beautiful that i see my community growing but not me leading it but just you know like i say jumping at the front and they jump with me and it's i also yeah. tell them not everything is super all the time sure. but that was my thing and I tried this out and maybe you can do it as well, but they know that I'm not perfect. And the funny thing is the 
I gave my first talk one year ago and it was about meditation and I was really, uh, I was totally feeling bad. I was, had no energy. I had breath problems and I, I thought I couldn't do it. And I didn't even prepare the pre presentation because I, I wanted to do a, a slideshow, but I couldn't. And then I just stood there and said, okay, um, I always say you have everything you need within yourself and it's already there. You don't need anything else. And I just showed my vulnerability and mm. I know it made the most connection like ever. And people sat there in the audience and even cried. And they came mm. to me and said, what you said made me crying. And there I knew I can touch people. I can inspire people. Right. Although I'm feeling so bad when it's meant to be that I have to step out there. It doesn't matter how I feel. Then mm. just get out there because it's important for somebody else who needs to uh, listen to your message. And yep. yeah, that helped me to overcome my fear. Mm. And to, yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful for all the people come to me. I can work with, I can see them grow. And I think it's, it, it couldn't be a better gift or present that I get back. Absolutely. absolutely. And, and I think what makes you the leader that you are is because of your vulnerability, because you show others that you're working just like them, that you're, that you're obtaining, you know, that greatness that you seek just like them, like you're working side by side. Um, and there's a lot of humility in that. Um, and there's a lot of permission in that, right? Um, when we can, when we can know that someone is like us. Um, I think that there's a, there's a profound shift when that happens. And, um, you know, we forget that. Like I said, we forget that. We see only what we want to see, like the perfect vision. And I always remember, you know, when we were at the event, uh, Brenda, you and I together, we were there. And, um, you know, when Brendan said, like, there, I, I guess there was a rib out of place or something. So, it reminded me like, dude, this guy goes through the same things. Like he, he mm. pulled something, he moved something. So he, he's hurting on stage right now, but he's still showing up and he's still yeah. loving on us. And we can, and, and we can re receive him in his vulnerability. And I think that was so important because this is a guy who's known all over the world, who it works with the top, highest people, but it's like, he's just like us, dude. He's gonna, He's going to hurt. He's going to feel tired. He's going to feel like, you know, X, Y, and Z things may not be going. We don't see what's going on. And so we don't yeah. see that journey. And um, yeah. I appreciate that you yourself are so vulnerable, especially, especially, you know, folks, for you, for you listening right now, stuff like this is really prevalent and saturated here in the United States. But Brenna is really um, blazing the trail in, in Austria, doing the things that she's doing. It really, I mean, it's the truth. Yeah. It's the truth you know? And it's not to say that there's no room for people to do that here. People are doing it every day. You know, I need a new health coach every day because there's 7 billion people. And maybe they don't want to hear, maybe they don't want to hear leadership advice from me, but they'll hear it from Brenna or they'll hear it from so-and-so. Because everybody, there's more than enough room for everybody to, create light to share light to share their message and to help each other and one another that's it if anybody tells you otherwise that's just not true and Verena you're doing that 
you're really creating on a, at a business level, you're creating a market for yourself that is really not tapped. You're, you know, um, especially in, in Austria um, and it, you know, in certain parts of Europe. And then uh, that, that's on a business level and on a spiritual level, I think that you're really shifting that mindset for people because if, if at a business level, it's not there, people are not talking about the things that you're talking about, then you're really, um, it's incredible that, you know, you're doing that. So tell me who is someone right now in the realm of the work that you're doing that's inspiring you, that their knowledge is key for you. I am really into the spiritual <laughs> part and I love Eckhart Tolle. Okay. So I've, I've, I've attended a really amazing retreat last um, September in, or October in, in Oslo, Norway. And for me, I would say it, it uh, changed a lot of things again for me and my life. It was amazing uh, energy there and uh, uh, to discover my own stillness again and even deeper. And I just had uh, the pleasure to be at the workshop last Saturday in Vienna, Byron Katie, uh, was there and I also loved to see her uh, do this the, the work what what she calls and yeah a, a lot of people who are uh, in yeah it's always the same message in the end you know people who talk about the now so everything mm. that causes mm. suffering is if you're not in the now if you're in mm. the past if you're in the future and to to remind myself I watch uh, when, when I lose it, I read books uh, from Eckhart or watch it. And, but even uh, Brandon, for me, has this big spiritual uh, touch. He just wraps it in a different Absolutely, code. absolutely. But he is total spiritual. He just, uh, yeah, says it in a different way. And uh, for me, I, I, uh, sometimes when, I'm, when it's also hard for me to, to stay on track, I watch videos, listen to podcasts from people like this. And yeah, at, at the moment, I would think those are the ones mm. that are my main um, thought leaders I follow. I mean, of course, I, I read a lot of things and sure. a lot of spirit things and all this. Um, yeah, but especially Eckhart was one that, that gave me even more understanding and, and also proved my own um, message because in my first talk I said a sentence and it was the moment you discover you don't have to think that's the state of enlightenment and I just found this out for myself mm. and at this time I didn't even know Eckhart and then I read his book I don't know half a year later and I read exactly those uh, that sentence and then I thought okay then I'm I might be not that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? If you hear from Eckhart Tolle, then yeah, you may not be too far off, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, Brenna, what has been um, thus far on your journey? There's so much more to come, but what has been a great lesson that you, the greatest, one of the greatest lessons you've learned thus far on your journey? That I think to, to accept what is and to learn to accept yourself and love yourself just the way you are with all your 
failures, your lacks, your things, fears, that's everything is there. And also to, um, the, to, to keep focus on the things that are really important in life, that matter for the people you love, for the connection to other people. Mm. You know, it's not about things. It's about experiences, emotions, mm. connections, and first to yourself and, of course, to the other people. So if you find for yourself the way to love, to, to gratitude, to appreciation, um, then you will, you will be able to say any moment, if this should be my last moment, I'm fine. I'm okay with you know? it, yeah. I love that. I love that. So um, these are these are just some questions that I have to know about you. If you if you had um, one more meal on Earth, what what meal would that be? <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's an easy question. <laughs> A really lovely chocolate cake. <laughs> ah, very good, very good. A really lovely chocolate. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Now, um, you can only bring one book with you. Um, you know, wherever you're going at this time, what book would it be? I think it would be Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth. A New yeah. Earth. Somebody else mentioned that to me. Another guest said the same. Oh, word. really? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, uh, favorite thing you, you do on your off time? You know, when you're not working on okay. Vision Maker, what, what are you, what's like, what is, what is a Vision Maker doing in free time? Yeah. Salsa dancing. Ah, salsa dancing. All right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And so um, what would you say, uh, what's your, who's your favorite uh, hero of, or uh, for me, it would be a hero in a fiction. Oh, that's hard. My favorite hero. Um, I don't know. Any, I go ahead. I love, as a hero, I love Columbo. <laughs> <laughs> I just, although uh, of my positive mindset, I love to watch crime, crime uh, series. <laughs> and I think it's so cute because he's so under how I say he's down he, he's making himself so small he's an underdog. you don't and yeah, underdog don't under uh, don't you shouldn't as, underestimate me so. <laughs> <laughs> the power as an underdog I love that I love that and so <laughs> so Brenna my last question every every guest of mine gets it what, what does redefining revolutions mean to you hmm um, if I, the first thing that just pops up in my mind, I would just say it's the um, rising of a new awareness of a new consciousness throughout the world. Mm. Like um, that's that's the revolution underneath that what's going on because mm. Byron Katie said an interesting sentence. Like she said, everything is happening not for a coincidence just but for the reason uh for a reason and for the reason for us all to to reach 
self-realization yeah. and I think that's the revolution going on underneath yes. um, and we are the I would say silent movement yeah we are we, we find each other and that's the cool thing so and the goal we all have or what the mission we're following is just to be more self-aware and to hire the consciousness mm. and I think that what it what I would associate with that. Oh, I love that. I love that answer so much. I, um, it's that, that's just such a beautiful response. And I, I couldn't agree more with you. And I just want to thank you for, for being here, for being a guest on the show. And just, you know, you have a beautiful wisdom and you can, um, you know, I know people are just listening to you, but for me, I could really feel, um, the peace that you have and the alignment that you have, not just with your message, um, but with carrying it through to other people. And I'm, and I'm really grateful to know you um, as a, as a friend and as a partner and, you know, doing the work that we're doing. So thank you so much for being on the, on the show today. Thank you, Cynthia, for your really thoughtful questions that bringing out the inner light within myself. So it's, uh, I'm just um, the tool. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs>